0: DJ and PK brought to you in part by Zero Res. A clean home is a healthy home. Right now, Zero Res is cleaning carpets for $33 per room. Mention DJ and PK when you call, and you get a fourth room clean for free. Call Zero Res today to schedule your cleaning at 801-288-9376. Time to welcome in Kendra Andrews. Covers the Denver Nuggets for The Athletic. Kendra, good morning.
1: Good morning. How are you guys?
0: We're doing well. We're doing well. We are curious. Of course, we know the Jazz are going to be shorthanded without two starters, but are the Nuggets going to be missing two guys? And if you don't know definitively, do you have even an educated guess, or do you know definitively?
1: I know definitively that, yes, the the Nuggets will be without Will Barton um, and Gary Harris. But even if I didn't know, I would have guessed that they would not have played They haven't played in what's now about five months since the season stopped in March. And, you know, this early in the playoffs, even if they were healthy, there'd be no real reason to risk them getting injured in the first game of the first round.
2: So how legitimate, then, is Porter Jr.? Because from the outside here, anyway, watching him on television, he's looked pretty good.
1: I mean, I think that this is kind of the Michael Porter Jr. that this team thought he was going to be when they drafted him. Of course, during the regular season, he had some up and down moments. And I think that that really came from him, not getting those consistent minutes and not getting the spots that he was quite used to. He was still learning the offense. He still is learning the defense. He still needs to improve on that end. But I think what we're seeing now is the kind of player that he really is. He's a high volume who can shoot the ball he's a guy who's big enough to get into the paint and this is i think that this is going to be how they use michael porter jr down the line
0: do you think the jazz can attack michael porter jr uh and when he's on defense maybe run joe ingles pick and rolls at him and have a uh, a major advantage there
1: I think that's it. I think playing Joe Ingles, the pick and rolls on Michael Porter, that's going to be a really big advantage for the Jazz. Like I said before, Michael Porter Jr.'s defense still has a lot of room for improvement. And the Nuggets as a whole right now, their defense has a lot of room for improvement. That's been their Achilles heel. They're currently second to last in the teams there in their defense. And they're not a great pick and roll defending team. And so I think if you can get Joe Ingles on Porter, then that should be an advantage for Utah. I think when it comes to Michael Porter's offense, I think that's where the edge will go back to Denver. And I think that Michael Porter Jr., you know, I mean, this is a new situation for him. He's never played in the playoffs before, but I think that that edge will go back to Denver.
2: The Nuggets have put together a pretty good season last year, and then they followed it up with a decent season this year with a fairly high seed. And we talk about teams that are in contention. It doesn't seem that the Nuggets get a whole lot of respect and a whole lot of publicity, at least from my perspective. Have you heard any of the players talk about that, and can that be a driving motivation to it, at least to an extent?
1: I think it is. You know, it, I mean, it's hard to really be part of the conversation in the West, at least, when you have two teams like the Clippers and the Lakers who are above you, who kind of dominate that conversation. But I think that this team, you know, at least before the hiatus was going and we were kind of, you know, in that initial playoff push when it started, when we thought that it was going to go as scheduled, they still felt that they were contenders. And I do think that they, they like having that underdog mentality because that's who they were for so long. They had to prove themselves time and time and time again. And now I think they're like, here we are. We're still a top three seed in the West and we're still proving ourselves. And I do think that they feed off of that just a little bit.
0: Kendra Andrews joining us, covers the Denver Nuggets for The Athletic. Uh, you can't be the quietest guy in the NBA unless your name is Kawhi Leonard. I think he's got that trophy for as long as he's in the NBA. But the Joker is a pretty good nickname, but he doesn't seem to have a ton of personality. He seems a very mellow, even-keeled guy. Is that just me watching games if you're around him at practices and shoot-arounds and all that? Uh, what's his personality like, or does or he just always have it dialed back and quiet?
1: You know, I think I think it's kind of the he 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 somehow has found a balance of being very quiet and dialed back, but still having being kind of funny, but not funny in a way that's going to make you die laughing. Just just quirky little one-liners that he likes to say, or little quiet jokes that he likes to say. Uh, I mean, I think one day he was wearing a shirt that said, "I'd rather be gaming than be here," which kind of fits his personality to a T, but he is a quiet guy. I think, you know, he's somehow found a balance, which I think Kawhi has been able to do too, is to be quiet and not have the super loud personality in your face, but still be a leader and still be vocal when it comes to the things that need vocal leadership. And I that's something that Nicole Jokic has really grown into over this past year. But you know he has his he has his goofy moments but you know he's not the class clown.
2: And you describe that quiet leadership, type of stuff and really to me based on the experience of when we had him here describes Paul Millsap too. Mhm.
1: Absolutely. I mean Paul Millsap, I've said that I think that at least before the hiatus and before the bubble restart, Paul Millsap was one of the Nuggets' most consistent players. And even when he wasn't, you know, putting up big numbers, he, I mean, before last season, he was one of just three Nuggets to have had playoff experience. And so he's the, you know, he's the seasoned vet of the team. He's the wise guy who can really, who they really respect what he has to say because they know that he's been there and they weren't there. And so I think Paul Millsap is extremely important to this team. If not what he does on the court, then what he provides to the locker room.
0: Kendra Andrews joining us, covers the Denver Nuggets for the Athletic. Uh, We all know that the Jazz wanted to play the Nuggets, but the Nuggets wanted to play the Jazz too. (laughs) What do the Nuggets see in the Jazz, aside from the absence of two starters, that uh, really encourages them?
1: Right. Well, you know, and and when the Nuggets were kind of targeting the Jazz, Mike Connolly wasn't out. They were expecting to play him. And I think what it really came down to, they think they feel that they match up against the Jazz better than the Dallas Mavericks, who is who they would have probably played if they had gotten that two seed. They didn't want to. Uh, Luka Doncic. They don't have a good guy to go up against Luka Doncic. However, when it comes to the Jazz, Rudy Gobert and Nikola Jokic obviously match up really well together. And over the last couple games this season, Nikola Jokic has kind of started to figure out how to take Rudy Gobert out of the factor. You know, he's figured out ways to stop his length. He's gotten more comfortable with that, which he wasn't always before this season. So I think that was a really big thing. And I think, you know, not having Gary Harris to put on Donovan Mitchell, I don't think that's how the Nuggets would have liked this to go because Gary Harris is their top guard defender and he's locked guards like Luka Doncic, like Donovan Mitchell, like Devin Booker down. But they still like their odds against them. You know, Tory Craig in their first matchup all the way back last fall, Torrey Craig helps defend Mitchell. And I think Mitchell finished that game with just four points. So they know that they can take Utah's best two players out of the game and not make them a factor at all. And I think that they like that they know that they can do that.
2: Yeah, when you look at that, you know Harris has had a lot of success. So you don't think that there's going to be much of a drop off as far as Guardy Mitchell, or do you think there would be a fairly significant one? What are you What are you guessing here?
1: You know, I think I'd have to really see, but I think it'd have to be somewhere in the middle. I I don't. I mean, obviously, you know, the game that they played in the bubble just last week, Donovan Mitchell went off for 45 points, and they weren't with Gary Harris. So do I think that Donovan Mitchell is going to score 45 points every single night? I mean, I can't say yes or no to that. It could happen. He's a really great player and a great scorer, but I don't think that they're going to hold him to four points like they did almost a year ago. I think, you know, they're going, I think this is where not having Mike Connelly, Utah not having Mike Connolly for these at least first two games is another advantage for denver because now they can give even more attention to donovan mitchell they don't have to worry about connelly of course they still have to worry about whoever they start in place of him but it's not not to the same level and not to the same extent and so i think that it's going to be a tough task for them to try and minimize the harm that donovan mitchell does to them but you know i mean craig craig is known for his defense not his offense so i think that he he could do a pretty good job on him
0: so assuming the nuggets get past the jazz what kind of shot do they have against the clippers assuming the clippers beat the mavericks
1: you know it it should be interesting they played a tight game in the bubble just to cut, like last week and that was with the nuggets playing their bench players in the fourth quarter and it was still a close game so that says something, but of course that was just a one-off game, and this would be a, a best-of-seven series, and I, it, it would be it would be a tough, tough task for them if we were. You know, we were talking before about how the Nuggets feel like they match up really well against Utah, and I don't think that they match up as well against either Los Angeles team. Um, So that would be, you know, they they talk about wanting to take the next step and the next step, you know, they made it to the Western Conference semis last year, so it would be taking that next step to the conference finals. But getting past the Clippers in order to do so would be a really difficult task for for Denver.
0: So who do you have winning it all, Kendra?
1: The entire, the entire The entire thing,
0: the championship.
1: (laughs) You know, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm going Bucks. I think that I I they've done really well. You know, I go between Bucks and Lakers. I just think that they've kind of been on different levels than everyone else in the NBA. And I think first off, that would be an extremely fun game to watch. Watching LeBron James and Anthony Davis go against Giannis Antetokounmpo would be great basketball. Um, But I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the edge to the Bucks in the end.
0: Well, thanks for a few minutes. Thanks for giving us a lowdown on the series. We appreciate it.
1: Absolutely.